Stinging waves, fox beard, look is action very weird. Captain Pike, Cisco's wife, Klingons and the afterlife. Boimler, Tendi's dog, Ransom is very harsh. Four drive, black alert, Giorgio has gone berserk. He's a bad left, Edward is an idiot, Fuck is dead, Wolf is wed, Chekhov's wearing red. Data's cat, Kempak's cat, Q has had enough of that, beam me up, make it so, everybody let's go. We are around the globe it's monday night it's 7 30 p.m eastern coast time and that means it's time for trek talking to the overflow show we've had so much star trek to talk about with 49 i think it was 49 or 50 consecutive weeks with brand new star trek every thursday that we just had to have an overflow show to fit in all the other topics so that's what we're doing tonight our phone number here is 646-668-2433 let your fingers do the walk-in and give us a call we're going to have a gorntastic time tonight we're going to be talking about everything that we know about the Gorn. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we dive in, I want to introduce you guys to my Trek experts. So let's start off with Charles. Charles is out in Las Vegas. How are you doing tonight, Charles? I'm doing good. As always, saying this time of year, I'm enjoying the air conditioning. And I know our friend Andy's probably happy not being in Southern California right now. (laughs) I'm away (laughs) from the heat, sort of, kind of. He's he's inching closer to me, actually. He's he's closer to me now than he is to you guys. (laughs) After years of having to to do the math every time I call into the show, like three hours, uh, what time is it? 4.30 in L.A., it's 7.30 over there. Now I'm on the East Coast. I'm... Eastern time zone, baby. I no longer have to do any math. I just call in at 7.30, and I'm there. I'm and in here East you Tennessee, are. and it's a balmy 82 yeah. degrees, and not a cloud in the sky. Wow, that's, Jeez, that's awesome. I can't, wait to, I, can't, I can't wait till we finally see 82 again. <laughs> That'll be so nice. Probably <laughs> late September, October. <laughs> wow. Well, guys, That'll we want to swing from Vegas. We want to swing out to Portland where we have our dynamic duo. And we'll start off with the donut guy himself, David. How you doing, David? Woo-hoo! I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Eating all them donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Back from vacation, we have our very own Eric. How you doing tonight, Eric? Oh, man, I am super relaxed and feeling good. Uh, weather report is about 93 and not a cloud in the sky here. So very nice day, nice summer day, nice breeze going. And, uh, man, camp was amazing. I went to an arts camp for a week with my family, and we just used our bright brains, and I forgot that I had a phone. 
It was amazing. <laughs> wow. That, that does sound cool. And uh, with us, we, we, it's been a while, guys, but we're glad that he's back. We have with us the very own Andy Bray. And as you heard, he's in Tennessee now. He's inching a little bit closer. But uh, Andy's with us. And uh, a little bit later on, he's going to be bringing on his good friend, Pavel Chekhov, who's going to share his insights. Yeah, the good news is Pavel moved along with me. He, he followed right. me from Hollywood to Hee Haw. <laughs> so he'll he'll be joining us a little bit later on as well. So as I said, guys, uh, we're going to be talking about the Gorn, which is great. Um, the Gorn were first seen, uh, only seen actually, on uh, Star Trek: The Original Series episode, The Arena, which aired on January nineteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. And I think part of the reason why the Gorn are so iconic with Star Trek. Is because we didn't get a lot of, of actual aliens on Star Trek that weren't people with paint on their faces. We got the Gorn, which was awesome. There was a Mugatu, you know, there was um, a Horda, uh, Tribbles. Um, there, there wasn't a lot of that weren't people with their faces painted half black and half white or whatever. So the Gorn captured our imaginations like nothing before. And I think that's why they're so iconic on Star Trek. Um, I know I love the Gorn. I, I didn't get to go to Star Trek Las Vegas, and Bobby Clark was at the table right next to us, so Charles was kind enough to get me a Gorn bobblehead and have it signed by Bobby Clark, which is awesome. So I love the Gorn. So it's going to be fun to talk about the Gorn here tonight. They didn't show up again on Star Trek until 2005. Someone can do the math. I'm not quick enough to do it. But in 2005 mm-hmm. on Star Trek Enterprise, uh, the Gorn showed up in Mirror Darkly, which was a, the only episode that completely takes place in the Mirror Universe that even altered the open, opening sequence for that particular two-part episode. And in that episode, we see a Mirror Universe Gorn, which was a, uh, I got I thought it was a very janky-looking CGI thing, and it, I, I didn't really like the way they did it on Enterprise. But we did actually see a Gorn on Enterprise, and uh, that would be about that would be about it. Um, we did see on uh, in 2020 on Star Trek Lower Decks in an episode called Veritas, we did see some Gorn hatchlings. And the Gorn hatchlings were chewing on um, Rutherford, and we saw Gorn wedding, and they attacked Rutherford at the wedding. So we saw a Gorn female in that episode, the only time we've ever seen a Gorn female. And that was on Star Trek Lower Decks, the animated series. We did hear Cassidy Yates talk about a baseball league on Cestus Three. And she'd have to take Ben Sisko there. So obviously, Gorn and the Federation, by the time of the Space Nine, have resolved their dilemma over Cestus Three because there's a baseball league going on there. So um, uh, let me see. Any other mentions of the Gorn? Did I get them all? Oh, yeah. Captain Lork, Star Trek Discovery, and 2017, Captain Lorca has a Gorn skeleton in his room of tortures. I don't know what you call it, but his, his room of 
Yes, exactly. He has a Gorn um, skeleton, and the Gorn skeleton that he has looks like a human skeleton. Well, it, you know, they don't zoom in on it, but it looks more like a human skeleton with a lizard head on top of it. Um, and again, that would be still, from the mirror still kind universe. Of an out of proportion. Yeah, still kind of an out of proportion. Well, we don't know that the skeleton was for sure from the mirror universe. We just know he had it on the ship when he was in the prime universe. We don't know he brought it. That's, that's true. Although um, it would have to be shenanigans to get it any other way, I guess. But, you know, I was assume he got transported. Uh, and, like, if it was from the mirror, well, we'll get deep into that later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. I mean, <laughs> well, because he right, when, Yeah, when he was on the uh, the ship, what was it called? The Buran or something? I can't remember what the name of it was. But, like, when he got transported to our universe, did he bring stuff with him? Probably not. He probably went out and killed something and then, you know, boiled it and then brought it with him to the Discovery. That'd be my guess. Well, because he would know where to find them. Totally. Um, and the so Mirror Universe be- ones, if we're to believe Enterprise, were more like seven and a half foot tall, like super muscular, like re- like WWE wrestler looking type things versus the um, the slow moving rubber suited guys from TOS. And yes, Jim. Yes. Yeah. We both know that we love each other, and we totally disagree on Enterprise Gorn. <laughs> I, I think they're badass. <laughs> well, I, I didn't say they weren't badass, but the CG made them look awful. Well, but I it was felt. 2005, man. It was 2005. See, I, yeah, you got to produce that with puppets at the time. Like, if it had been a puppet, it would have been cool, but they would have had to take more care. And I think they were experimenting with CGI Plus, at that time and, you know, making all kinds yeah, of movies. Enterprise and CGI. season four, I think, had the smallest budget of any of the Enterprise seasons. They kept cutting the, the budget a lot like they did with TOS back yeah, then. Right. So by season four, they were kind of working with shoestrings anyway. So and, and you know, the modeling – All things considered. Yeah, exactly. And the modeling, I mean, remember the Enterprise in Enterprise was not a model, right? That was CGI too, and that looked really cool. So there you go. Well, well I want to say you guys also... missed one other uh, Gorn entry, and I know it's not canon, and I'm not talking about the comics or the books, but the Kelvin Universe Star Trek, the I... video game. Do you guys, totally. do you, anyone ever play well, that? I was going to mention. And that had like um, a whole bunch of different more... Gorn in it. It had traditional Gorn and, and more dinosaur-looking Gorn. Well, well uh, um, in the Kelvin Universe, McCoy mentions that he – had to do a cesarean on a Gorn, and there was they were octuplets, and those little bastards bite. So he mentioned the <laughs> yeah. Gorn, and that he that he had to do a C-section on a Gorn. I'm assuming female. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but um, if they lay eggs, I'm assuming that 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 was a female. And um, uh, the book tells Burnham that the Gorn destroyed two light years of space trying to come up with a new form of, of warp drive when Discovery crash lands in the future. And those were all the references I could find, uh, mm. like Andy said, from, the, from, from canon TV mentions of the Gorn. Are you guys aware of any that I missed? No, not prime, not prime canon stuff. I, I think Andy makes a good point. There are a couple of different references in beta canon stuff, mostly comics and whatnot. But yeah, that's all I can think of, and that's actually been shown on screen. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's all the information that we have about the Gorn, except for the ultimate Gornography, and <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we, we got to see a balance of terror type um, battle between Captain Pike and four Gorn ships, a battle cruiser and three scout ships, um, which was a phenomenal episode. What was the name of that? Memento More, I think it was. Um, yeah. just, and that's when we get introduced to the Gorn. That's when we find out that La'an was captured by them and that uh, they always take a survivor and send them out on a raft to warn other people, you know, of what will happen to them type of thing. And we find out that the Gorn talk through a clicking sound and that uh, La'an's brother was able to um, translate it and know what they were saying based on the clicking. And they communicate through flashing lights, which was interesting because that's the way the, the DNA aliens communicated at the end of uh, season four. So that was pretty cool. Uh, they have a planet uh, where they breed the Gorn and they capture people and they leave them there, impregnate them with baby Gorn. And yeah, they burst out of their chests and then eat them. So that's what we found out in that episode, but we didn't actually see a Gorn. And then came the Kudeta or Gornography. Um, Mm -hmm. Season nine, and we see Gorn galore. Uh, (laughs) We see the homage to aliens and Predator. It's all there. And that's when we find out that they spray goo out of their mouth. Now, the... Let me preface this by saying these are baby Gorn. We have not seen a full-grown adult Gorn yet. These are hatchlings. We find out that the hatchlings will spray a venom out of their mouth and that that venom gets into a person, into a host's body, and grows into hatchlings that will burst out of the body, kill each other, fight for dominance and the one that's left alive becomes the alpha Gorn and that they grow at different rates depending on the alien that they gestate inside of. And unfortunately for us, yeah, my favorite character, Hammer Time got infected mm. and they, they breed within hours inside of an Andorian. So um, he had to make the ultimate sacrifice to save the crew Um Poor Hammer. Every time I love a character, uh, that wasn't he an Enar? Um, he was an Anar, actually. Yeah, but, he, but still, but still an Andorian race. Uh, and um, <laughs> what else do we know about the Gorn? Did I leave anything out? No, but uh, I, I uh, guess yeah, I, you actually left out the Gorn ale. Oh, they have, well, they well, have a special brew that the. Uh, Starfleet apparently likes to drink. <laughs> Meridor. Meridor, yeah, there you go. Meridor. Yeah, and the only thing that I wanted to mention, Jim, was relative to the beta can stuff. So, you know, we we do have the Gorn in several iterations of um, comics, both like the newer style IDW comics. Um, we go back in time and we've got um, some comics by other publishers. You know, back in 2007, they put out an alien spotlight um, Gorn that used the Gorn style from Enterprise at the time, right? Because it was only two years after that was on, and that was an IDW comic as well. So while we while we know that kind of these days the IDW comics are a little bit more canon adjacent than they used to be, um, I'm I'm 
always fascinated by the fact that they did choose to take that design from Enterprise and also use it in the beta cannon stuff. So that was clearly kind of the direction that they were headed, at least at the time. And then as Andy was saying, there's the, the uh, Kelvin Universe uh, Gorn from the game. There was also uh, an issue of the, those awesome Star Trek comics from 2011 to 2016. There were so many good issues. Issue 24 was a Gorn issue. And those Gorn look more like the ones that we see on Strange New Worlds to me. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Andy? They're, you know, they're less dinosaur and more like monstery almost. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm curious to hear everyone's thoughts on, on the changing shape of, of uh, the Gorn, which, I mean, Star Trek is no stranger to altering things. We know that with the Klingons, you know, that, that as, uh, as movie-making and TV-making technology gets better, why not make the, the appearance of certain aliens better? They've even done that with the Romulans. Uh, so I, I remember people making a big stink when Enterprise came out that the Gorn didn't look just like the 1960s Gorn, which I don't think is super practical. <laughs> the 1960s Gorn looked like a man in a suit. It was great for the 1960s, but you know, for 2005 or for 2022, you'd want something a little more alien and a little more modern. But I think it's smart, too, that Alex Kurtzman, he was on the um, Will Wheaton uh, uh, Ready Room show a few weeks well, for me a few weeks ago, but for you guys many more weeks ago. And he, and he was talking about how they, they, they try to adhere to canon and just, you know, if, if, if they can bend things a little bit or if something's not specifically mentioned, they can work around. You know, they've got the gray area that they can kind of create in. And I thought that was kind of brilliant about this Gorn episode was we didn't see an adult, adult uh, Gorn. We saw just the adolescent Gorns. So who's to say that these Gorns won't grow into the Gorn we saw in Arena in the, the 1960s show, that they eventually become more bipedaled and, and slow-moving and, uh, and lose their tails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I thought, well, I thought this episode was terrifying and, and, and great, and, and I think it's a little bit more like the, the video game. The, the Kelvin Universe video game, which makes sense. I mean, I believe Kurtzman was involved in the creation of that. And to me, I think that works fine. Who's to say there's not more than one type of Gorn? Like, let's say humans never rose to prominence on this planet. Let's say this was the dinosaur planet, and the race was known as the dinosaurs. Fine. There's lots of different dinosaurs, though. What if they all kind of evolved to, to be the, the dominant species in a way, but there's totally. different kinds of dinosaurs? So why not... You know, the Gorn planet, maybe there's different kinds of Gorn. There's the, the more bipedal Kirk-fighting Gorn, and there's the more dinosaur-looking Gorn, which is what the video game was like. There was a bunch of different Gorn, including the, the classic Gorn. So I think that, that kind of leaves the door open for more, you know, for anyone who, who really loves the 60s Gorn, and, and then for those who want to see a Gorn that's a little more modern and, and a little more terrifying. And I love the call yeah. to, like, all the horror films. I love that the, you know, the, the alien popping out and, and then the lighting like aliens. And, and even uh, uh, George Sam Kirk was the Bill Paxton character. It's a bulk hunt, man. It's a bulk hunt. But it said he wouldn't be safe. Lizard fight. Lizard fight. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's awesome. I, I really, I was very impressed that they used puppets and not 
CG. That's one thing that's really impressive about Strange New Worlds. They have avoided the CGI. Um, They've used puppets and animatronics on all of their aliens, which really impresses me. And they look just outstanding on the show. Yeah, they seem to be following, I think they're following the, the Steven Spielberg or Christopher Nolan rule, which is whatever looks best, that's what wins, whether it's CG or whether it's puppetry or miniature. In any given situation, whatever looks best is what you go with. You don't or just guys go with and CG. big rubber shoots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever looks best with the budget you have. <laughs> that's true. That's the asterisk on the end of that sentence. Right. <laughs> the, the one thing that, that I, I really like is, honestly, I wouldn't be too scared of the arena Gorn because – my grandmother could roll away from them faster in her wheels. And this is coming from someone who loves the Gorn, like loves. That's like my all-time favorite Star Trek episode. But if I had to choose <laughs> hanging out on a desert planet, battling the Kirk Gorn at Gorn Rock, or – Going on a crash starship with Pike and dealing with alien popping Gorn babies, I'm going with Kirk. Um, because the Gorn that they have on Strange New Worlds are truly terrifying. Um, and they're just terrifying, scary uh, aliens. Basically, yeah. they're not so dudes in a rubber suit where you you hit them in the ear and they're going to run away. I mean, th- th- these guys uh, look at you with food, either food well, or breeding. <laughs> yeah, one or I, the other. Well, so I don't know how much we know about the Gorn planet, but like you know, it is hard as a as a person who really loves science to to do things like you know try and wedge it into a little bitty uh, corner so that I really understand it. But I think what Andy was saying has a lot of value uh, in terms of there being all of these different kind of Gorn. And I'm thinking about their – let's talk philosophy here real quick, okay? So if Gorn are a super aggressive species, maybe, maybe it's just these Gorn that are super aggressive or maybe they have a planet where – different types of Gorn are separated, you know, by geographic things that cause them to be in different pockets that, um, you know, allow them to grow up. Because really, the only reason we have one type of human on the planet right now is that Homo sapiens killed all the other ones, right? <laughs> like we killed all the Neanderthals and we killed, killed all the Killed or mated with. Or mated with. <laughs> well, well you, still, yeah. you still forget Bigfoot's running around out there somewhere too. <laughs> Apparently the Gorn didn't do this, right? Because if we're to like, you know, if we're just, I mean, we're obviously headcanning this. Some of this does have to do with technology, like Andy was saying, and, you know, what's the best way you can show it at the time. But, you know, why not have a little fun with it? Why not think, okay, how could all of these different Gorn exist, uh, you know, in Star Trek canon and all be correct? I like to think that maybe the adaptations of the ones from TOS lie in their awesome looking eyes, you know. Maybe the fact that they have those big faceted eyes gives them some real super adaptation that um, that the other ones didn't have. You know, these these ones we see, these adolescents are super creepy and more almost like Jurassic Park. Apparently, what it, who is it? Laon says something like, "You wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to see an 
or yeah, about, like that, you know. So wouldn't so, yeah, wouldn't survive the the adult wouldn't yeah, survive an adult like one. That. Whereas Kirk was able to like elbow one in the side of the head <laughs> yeah. and pretty much take him out, right? So, uh, well, I, how old was Kirk? Like how old was you to listen to Michael, last Michael week's Myers uh, episode? Gorn. Yeah, the Michael Myers Gorn. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly following you wherever you go. Like a shadow. Yeah, if you were listening to last week's episode, Eric, I mentioned something about why the Gorn probably had different types of Gorn, like the way they probably both from different aliens, the reason why they look all different. So even though, yeah, they, Dr. Benga mentioned that, you know, they grow differently depending on what species they're in. So I don't know, maybe the Gorn oh, on Coach Planet probably was like some sort of elder Gorn or something. Maybe that's why oh. he was so slow. Or that's maybe a lot the Gorn... like alien movies too. You guys remember uh, Alien 3? It, it, right? it gestated in a dog, and so it was acting and Definitely. moving like a dog versus oh, the stand-up xenomorph. Yep, yep, exactly. That totally explains it, man. I love it. So the Gorn that, that we yeah. see that look different were gestated with, within some different type of alien. Ah, so cool. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Is Hammer's is Hammer's Gorn? If they had lived, would they have been blind? Or would they have a little antenna? <laughs> and would they have been resistant? Would they have been resistant to the cold? Right. Yeah. Ooh. Or even more telepathic. Oh. That's like Jurassic Park. Uh, also, you know, they breed some sort of adaptation that allows them to resist the one thing that was able to take them out. Which is fun, yeah. it makes them kind of like the Borg, where they're going to seek out species that can make them stronger. Yep, and then bring that DNA back into the fold and try and replicate it over and over again, kind of constantly improving it. Yeah, because let's yeah, maybe that's right. the Gorn that we mm. saw in this episode were all came out of Buckley, the blue dude with the breathing forehead guy. All these Gorn <laughs> yeah. came out of him. We don't know what his race was. We don't know anything about him, so these Gorn could have taken on some of his genetic um, personality as well. Sure. We yeah. don't know. Yeah. So. so if they came out of a triple, what would that look like? <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> yeah. They thought it was great. They want to multiply. Tiny furry ones that multiply like crazy. Oh, my gosh. With big teeth. That, that's how you get gremlins. Totally. That's right. Yeah. That's a, gremlin. a gremlin is a gremlin and a triple mated together. I love yeah. it. <laughs> also Bigfoot. <laughs> but I, I don't, I really, as a huge Gorn fan, it didn't really bother me. I mean, I, I was fascinated to see what they did with the Gorn. And after seeing them chase the Enterprise around and almost destroy the Enterprise, and the, uh, I thought, wow, these Gorn are really something. I, well, I was I mean, not when we saw the episode. I was wow. Well, these strange new world Gorn. I mean, not only do the Gorn look different, but their ships are just really cool. And you know, obviously, this is a this is a result of better technology and better ways to render computer animated stuff. And to me, those oh, right. ships really reminded me of the Spock jellyfish from the from the Kelvin movies because they, you know, they were constantly spinning everywhere they went. They were just spinning, 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 and they were fast and cool looking. And then there was that big dreadnought, whatever the heck was up with that thing. That thing looks so cool when it comes out of the nebula. 
and we've never seen anything like that. Now we did see um, a Gorn ship in the in the Mirror Darkly uh, episode, and it looks um, well. Dave knows what it looks like because uh, it's a ship in Star Trek Attack Wing. It's kind of got like four pylons that sort of sit forward, and it's a silvery shape, almost like a fighter or almost yeah. like a uh, a pod racer, but with four engines kind of, instead, yeah. Of, yeah. instead of two. Um, but we didn't see any Gorn ships in TOS, so we've only got. Um, uh, no, that's not true. We actually did see a Gorn ship. Oh, did we? Oh, did we? Yeah, I, think we saw, I, I think we saw the Gorn ship in the remaster. And it originally, oh. it was just a light okay. that moved around yeah. on the screen like right. every that's other remember. ship. Okay. But then okay. they did the remaster. I think that's where remaster. that model came from, from Attack Wing, was from the TOS episode, wasn't it? Yeah, the remodeled one. I mean the remastered episodes. Okay. Which, okay. Yeah. But originally it was just a little red light that moved around on the screen. Well, these ones <laughs> look totally different from that, and they are way more intimidating. And you know, anything that moves fast or moves big and slow, but is like super gigantic, both are very scary. <laughs> and don't forget too, uh, in that episode, they sacrificed the one ship to draw out the Enterprise, and the other one outside. Yeah. It shows that they're both ruthless and brilliant tacticians. I mean, they, they anticipated what the Enterprise would do and laid a trap that, that the Enterprise didn't see coming. I thought that was pretty great. It reinforces yep. the fact that they're not just brutal. These are smart creatures. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 The technology of today, back in the 60s, how much different TOS might have been? I think it would have yeah. been a lot like Strange New Worlds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, but, yeah. Um, I'm very, very pleased and impressed with what they've done to the Gorn. And I still love yeah. the rubber suit guy. He's still my favorite. But <laughs> I, I would not want to fight one on Gorn Rock. <laughs> no. That shot no. Rock. No. <laughs> Definitely not. But um, I, I consider that Gorn more of an older type of Gorn. That's why he moved so slow. Yeah, he was well, like he the, was... the granddad Gorn, the senior Gorn okay. of Gorn. They did say he was the captain of his ship, so you know he could have been a, a an older captain and a little geriatric Gorn. You know, maybe yeah. maybe maybe the Gorn just gets those kind of um, faceted eyes as they get older. You know, maybe there's like a genetic change that happens. And, you know, the mirror universe ones, I think we have to kind of put those in a different category because I do think that we can have differences between what stuff looks like in the mirror universe and what stuff looks like in the prime universe. So, you know, if we were to back off of our like uh, head canoning of genetic, uh, <laughs> the genetics being based on <laughs> whoever they actually gestated within we could say, well, also maybe it's because uh, the one that was on the planet that Kirk fought was old. He was like a, you know, a senior Gorn, moved kind of slow, still super strong, um, and had those cool eyes because that's something that happens to them as they get older and older. So you know, the truth is we'll never have an answer that brings it all together, but that's part of the fun of talking about Star Trek, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to gate, be a gatekeeper about it. No, I mean, no. they're both Gorn. Yeah. I love the Gorn and <laughs> rubber slow-moving geriatric Gorn is just as much a Gorn <laughs> as the chest-bursting <laughs> Gorn that we see on Strange New Worlds. 
And I love Enterprise and, Gorn. And the, and there's one more. I I forgot there was one more mention of the Gorn that I forgot, and that was on Star Trek Picard when um, Admiral O says we even have uh, uh, operatives in the Gorn hegemony. Hegemony. Oh, oh, I forgot hegemony. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, hegemony. So there's there's an altered Romulan looking like a Gorn um, out there. How's that, so that go down? That changes That's things. Oh, it's pointed ear Gorn. <laughs> yeah. Bumps so, that forehead. Means, so they got to be, so <laughs> they would have to be more of a, of a humanoid looking Gorn in order to alter the Romulan to look like one, because if they were totally like the Enterprise Gorn, that goes beyond, I think, genetically altering someone's appearance. That's a totally different geriatric Gorn has to be out there somewhere. Otherwise, how could the Romulans look like that? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just thinking the only genetic modification they used on that Romulan was a big rubber suit. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. We, saw, we saw what the Klingons did to Volk to make him look like Ash. On discovery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's, this is why, okay. So let me digress for just a moment and say that this is another reason that enterprise is cool because the, um, the Suliban were actually a really cool race whose entire jam was that they genetically manipulated their bodies to be able to do crazy stuff that like nobody should be able to do. And, you know, whether it was being invisible or being able to slither around like Odo or that kind of thing. So, Genetic manipulation has always been part of the Star Trek scene, um, you know, going all the way back even to, to TOS. So, you know, who's to say that the Gorn aren't into some genetic manipulation too? Maybe they, maybe they, I mean, True. It, what if we're to say, you know, so if we're to believe kind of Strange New Worlds as the most recent, you know, canon and, um, you know, this is, this is what the Gorn really are now versus <laughs> what you've seen in the past. They're aggressive. And they will kill each other to become the alphas. And so my real question is, how, if, if really what the Gorn are like, how does that actually lead to a um, functioning society? Like, if everybody's an alpha, um, how, do you, how do you build buildings together? Or how do you, you know feed each other uh how do you build starships there must be some well, limit to how many people you can kill to climb your way to yeah but maybe it's, you but have to do it based on realize that the alpha gorn we were dealing with were teenagers well, yeah maybe it's a, a childhood thing that the only ones who get to survive childhood are alphas, and then they go into some sort uh, of structure I see. So it's like, yeah, you're 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 birthing with every new um, space spray, which is gross, by the way. Um, you get you get like to eight. You get like four. Well, and, yeah, it, it's like a genetic thing. One. Yeah. Yeah. If they are building genetic perfection off of the the hosts that they they spray. Then maybe right. it is like, well, let's see which alien is the best, and which one, whichever one of the offspring survives. That's the genetic code we want to stick with, and mm-hmm. then you know, the other one in, in fear. Okay, so then well, uh, culturally, culturally, then how do they 
how do all of the alphas come together and organize into a society? Like, how does that happen? I'm thinking it's kind of like a pack. It's like a wolf pack. How do they survive, you know? Because, like... Some alphas are more alphas than other alphas? Kind of, yeah. Um, There's got to be a head honcho guy that you have to report to, I suppose. Yeah, maybe they're not a a total, like, federation-type, here's the president, the admiral. Maybe they are pack hunters, like like the Kazon, where they're different groups. Mm, And mm -hmm. and they're not that much of a a, uh, traditional... Uh, society with you know the leader and the, the well they could be like the um uh like the pig dudes on Star Wars whose name escapes me right now um oh the Gor- are Gorgon Gor- uh, the Gamorian guards the, the Gamorian guards where yeah. um once you once you beat them into submission and, and prove that you're dominant they their loyalty goes to you and they follow you everywhere. So maybe like slow moving daddy Gorn took on Kurt, <laughs> beat the crap out of everyone on the day. You do belong to me and I'm the daddy Gorn. Maybe that's how they all work. You know, and that's they, how he got work. to be the captain. He's got the biggest, you know? greatest, he's got the yeah. biggest, greatest heat rock and anyone who wants to uh, has to buy his <laughs> room. <laughs> yeah. You gotta realize we deal with a lot of alpha males with the Klingons. Oh, yeah. They're constantly well, in battle with each other to who's the best. I guess you know that's a good point, Charles. And uh, the twenty-four Klingon houses that we learned about on Discovery are could be a very uh, almost direct parallel to maybe what we're seeing with the Gorn. You know, maybe there are different Gorn houses. We just haven't had enough on-screen time to develop their culture, whereas the Klingons, like that's the Star Trek race, right? It's like the, the yeah. one that you just um, think of first when you think of Star Trek. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And we haven't talked about Gorn females. So if they breed through, through Google... <laughs> this is very confusing to me. <laughs> if, if they breed... Now, so, are there, so maybe there are different types, like Andy was saying... Maybe there's the wild Gorn that goo Gorn you and burst out of your chest. And then maybe there's the granddaddy Gorn, like we saw on uh, Arena, where there's a male and a female, and they have eggs that hatch because McCoy has to give to them. Maybe maybe those are the ones that rule the society, and the other ones, the ones we saw on Stranger Worlds, are like the cannon fodder, the soldiers, the the, the more wild. interesting. Like the like the Remans and the Romulans. That like, I like yeah. that idea that the that the society has actually bred a couple of different groups of Gorn for different functions within that society. That's a cool idea. Yeah, kind of like a ant farm in a way. Yeah, absolutely. You, know? you got your drones, you got your whatever, your workers, or I don't even know yeah. what names are, but yeah, you're right. That makes mm-hmm. more. Sense. I got to go back and watch that lower decks episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, I just yeah, watched it. Could just watch preparation for this podcast. So I'll tell you briefly. There's one scene that's about 15 seconds long, 20 seconds long, where Rutherford is fooling around with his his new eye uh, thing on his head, and it keeps beaming him to different places. And right, one of the places is a corn wedding. 
And when he mm. gets there, there's one female marrying a, a dude who's dressed just like Daddy Gorn on Arena. And he says, oh, a Gorn wedding. <laughs> and then all the Gorn turn around and see him, and they attack him. So he's tapping on his head, get me out of here, get me out of here. And then the next thing, he beams into a Gorn hatchery I, where there's where there's Gorn eggs and Gorn babies, and they're coming out, and they're eating him. And he's like, oh, no, Gorn babies, get me out, get me out of here. And then it beams them somewhere else. So there are Gorn females, and there are Gorn eggs. They're not mm-hmm. all caught by Gorn goo. Mm-hmm. What else to call it? <laughs> so, really, so really what we're saying, guys, is that Strange New Worlds actually just threw all of the Gorn canon that we knew on its ear, and for whatever reason, it doesn't bug us. No. <laughs> I, think well, wait, I think we're creating new canon. Well, um, we actually have a caller on the line here. Um, let's see. Let's see what the what the caller thinks about our Gorntastic conversation so far. Hey, good evening. Thank you for calling Trek Talk. And what's your name and where you're calling us from tonight? Hi, this is Anna, and I am calling from the Portland vicinity. Hello, Portland vicinity. <laughs> I don't even know where I am. I'm so bad with directions, but it's a lovely little spot in the middle of a very concentrated population. You lose yourself pretty easily. So I yeah. your conversation so, <laughs> Oh, thank you. I don't know why I'm really compelled and taken by it, and I just want to listen to it. I don't really know as much as you all do, so I'm a little bit, you know. So, Anna, have you seen any episodes of Star Trek with the Gorn in it? You know, I've only seen it on clips with social media, I have to say. I didn't, okay. or YouTube. I didn't really watch, like, a whole thing from beginning to end. Or I've watched, like, a lot of Gorn analysis, which is maybe right. weird. But, like, there's a lot of Gorn analysis. So when Gorn comes up, it's like someone, you know, analyzing the Gorn. <laughs> I should just watch more Gorn. I don't know why I want to watch more analyzing Gorn rather than just watch Gorn. Well, here's a question that I think anybody could answer. What what would scare you more, a giant lizard thing that moves really slow but is super-duper strong or a giant lizard thing that's really fast but maybe, you know, not not the not like mega strong. Which one scares you more? For me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Are you Anna? You're asking Anna what scares me more? <laughs> well, yeah. if that's okay, you can also refuse to answer. No, totally, totally. And I'm so sorry. I'm like I'm multitasking just a little bit, and I totally zoned out. Could you just repeat it again, just so I make sure I get it right? So between what and what? Well, we're comparing um, Gorn, uh, just so you know the context, we're comparing the Gorn from the old days to the Gorn from the new days. And so the question is, which scares you more? Something that is is kind of like human-sized but very strong or something that is, um, you know, probably bigger than human but but fast and maybe not as strong. Like, which one would scare you more? 
<laughs> Just for fun. I would say the human one actually scares yeah. me more. Yeah, because also one of okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, that part of it then really hits home with me somehow, but it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In terms, if I were watching art and literature, that would somehow ring true with me. But, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you get a convincing script that then makes you think otherwise, too. I don't know. But to me, and especially just the concept of hiding, for some of us, hiding. You you had a great one about that. I'm not the first one. I didn't invent hide and seek. Even if children (laughs) haven't heard of it, they do it. You know, it's like something inside, I think. They just do hide and seek somehow. And it's, you know, very, very smart move for many of us, especially who aren't as strong, you know, and need to be able to have other ways to defend yourself. So if something big and can't fit through stuff, that's a huge plus for some of us. But anyway. Thanks for letting me ask. (laughs) Thank you for asking me. I just feel really flattered. I love listening in, and I'm really inspired to listen more and more. I feel like I have more free time now. So well, you're all I'll be able to always welcome here, always. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, guys, we've talked about the Gorn a lot, but you know what? There is one person, there's one person here who has firsthand experience with mm. the Gorn, somebody who actually was on the Enterprise at Cestus Three when Kirk battled the Gorn at Gorn Rock. And we're lucky enough to have him here because he moved with Andy to Tennessee and um, Andy, you want to want to grab Pavel and, and see if he wants to talk to us about the Gorn. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get it. Hey, hey, Pavel, they want to talk to you about the Gorn. No, no, not the Gorn, Michaels, about the Gorn. Get down the moving boxes. Come over here. <laughs> this is Pavel Chekhov, USS Enterprise helping with the moves. Hey guys, long time no talk. How's it going? Welcome, Pavel. Oh, we love to talk to you, Pavel. One of my favorites. I hear you guys are talking about Zagorn. Yes. Yes. Yes, we are. I have a few a few thoughts on the Gorn. Yeah, I was I was on the Enterprise during that mission, working in the boiler room, as you know, (laughs) before my promotion, and. Captain Kirk, he goes and he fights the Gorn, and then for weeks afterwards, he's bragging and bragging and bragging. Hey, I fought the Gorn. I'm a hot shot. Oh, you should have seen me, Pavel, taking on this big, scary Gorn. And so I say to myself, Pavel, I get the sensation he's boasting a bit. So I put in the old historical documents from when Pike was captain of the Enterprise, and I watched the historical documents and I, the the mission where they went down and faced the Gorn on that icy planet, and I watched that. Those freaking Gorns are terrifying. <laughs> I didn't my sparkly pants watching those mission briefings. Those are scary things. They're popping out of backs. They're spitting goo, like like egg goo. I don't even know what it is. It looks scary though. And they're they're eating the little baby. It looked adorable at first, but then it's biting chunks out of the neck. And and then I think about Kirk fighting. 
And I thought to myself, wait a second, Pablo. This is a different corn. Captain Kirk did not fight these corns. Like you said, he was fighting some geriatric geezer corn. This was like 100-year-old, shaky hands, no longer allowed to drive kind of corn, you know? This is essentially Captain Kirk. He was bragging about senior abuse. He takes his gorn, his very old gorn, out of his retirement home, and he, he fights them, and, and he, he tells me about this, this diamond rocket launcher he makes. He's, Bubble, I made this rocket launcher. Big deal. Have you, have you ever tried to make an Ikea dresser? That's complicated. Rocket launcher, they put all the pieces right there. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. No big deal. And bragging about fighting some old Gorn. Anyone, I think if he had given that Gorn enough time, he would have fallen over dead. I mean, he was practically begging him to give up. He was so winded and exhausted. You saw the way he was swinging his arms. Kurt's doing his little karate chop thing, and this Gorn is swinging his arm like he's underwater, like some old lady jazzercising in the rec center pool. I mean, come on. And, and those silver eyes of his, too. I think that Gorn had cataracts or something. I don't think he was all right. I think he was not legally allowed to drive. He was blind or something. And Kirk is bragging about beating this guy? Come on, man. <laughs> That's a I, lot about, I was not impressed. <laughs> That's a lot of really good points, Pavel. Uh, I, uh, you know, I told you I had lots of thoughts on the subject. <laughs> well, Kirk is uh-huh. one to uh, boast on a frequent basis. I think we all know that. Oh, oh, he boasts like he's breathing. He doesn't stop that guy. And his brother from the historical documents, I can see it don't fall far from the tree. The guy either boasts or he gets scared and wants to run away. Ah, that Kirk family, tell you what. Yeah, they are really a pair, aren't they, on Strange New World? Uh, well, we'll talk about, uh, well, Pavel. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was going to jet, uh, bounce forward to places that Pavel has not yet been. And don't let me have ruined my future for me. I want to be surprised when it all happens. I... <laughs> Otherwise, I have to fake it and be like, ah, Khan, you're back. I didn't see that one coming. Oh. <laughs> I got a question uh, you know, for just Pavel. Just that happens. You got a question for Pavel? Yeah. Yes, question. So have you met any other Gorn lately or at all? Any other types of Gorn out there that we should know about? I haven't. I, 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 just the one Kirk was fighting, which, you know, they put on the monitors on the, on the screen, but down in the boiler room, there's so much steam, it was kind of hard to see. So I thought, oh, my God, he's fighting the Gorn. Those things are freaking scary, right? And then I got a little bit closer, and I was like, wait a second. That one moves like he's broken. Like he's like a Frankenstein Gorn. You know, it's like, it's like uh, Michael Myers slowly walking towards you. It's like the only one who gets killed by Michael Myers is the drunk teenager, so don't get out of the way, you know? And I've never actually been to a Gorn wedding. I was invited, but I thought better of it. But I don't think I want to be around drunk corns when the chicken dance comes on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People are going to get hurt. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, they get bitey at weddings. That was <laughs> Chicken dance was invented by a little old lady from Leningrad, I think. 
Absolutely. Right? Before that, at weddings, everybody just sat around and stared at each other. <laughs> Amazing how many good things, uh, historically significant things, come out of Leningrad. It's, Everything it's true. important comes from Leningrad. Even Sam Cook Kirk's mustache was invented by a little lady in Leningrad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> any any other Gorn questions I can answer for you? I am an expert. I was there after all, watching on the boiler room television. <laughs> on the boiler room television. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I wanted That's to change the channel. I was getting bored after a while. I was like, okay, he's running from the Gorn. I get it. Fight the Gorn, coward. Of course, I wouldn't say that out loud. You find out about that, I get demoted. <laughs> Can you imagine what's worse than a boiler room? <laughs> They'll have me unclogging toilets. <laughs> yeah, a boiler room would be pretty bad. What is it? Uh, what are you throwing into the uh, engine of the Enterprise while you're working in the boiler room there, Pavel? Yeah, they they have me throwing the antimatter in there, which seems really witty, witty, dangerous. Uh, they give me gloves. That's nice and goggles. That's thoughtful. <laughs> They say, don't get too close. And I say, oops, absolutely. But it doesn't seem like a really very efficient use of my time. I would much rather be navigating. Well, I would say, Pavel, because uh, between the time spent on the bridge navigating and making sure the enterprise is going you know, uh, where it needs to go, along with Mr. Sulu there, uh, time in the boiler room has got to really cut into your sleep schedule. Absolutely. They have me there all hours of the day, just shoveling and shoveling. My arms hurt. I don't get to sleep. I was much happier when they moved me to Navigator and just let me stay there full time. I got a chair. That was nice. I didn't have a chair in the boiler room. I had to stand. And those boots are not comfortable. Have you seen those boots? They have the heels and they're all tight on the side. Oh, not comfortable. It seems everybody... Might as well uh... be wearing high heels. I was going to say, it seems everybody there like to wear high heels and had skinny ankles. Well, especially the captain. He likes any chance to be taller. Put on any kind of heels you want. Make that man taller. So, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Pavel. Sorry, sorry poor for my Pavel. accent. That I was saying Wayne. So oh, Wayne. very nice. Wow. You, the, uh, you've really been working on that over the last few years, huh? Yeah, I, I'm doing my V&W exercises. The linguist says that if I get it down, eventually I might be able to talk like a normal human being. Uh, well, <laughs> don't lose too much of your Pavelness. <laughs> I try not to. I take great pride in being Russian. <laughs> well, Pavel, we, we have really enjoyed you sharing your inside stories with Kirk battling the Gorn. And uh, we love to hear from you, but uh, we got to ask you to go back and unpack that truck for Andy, because there's a lot of unpacking to do and we need Andy back. So thank you so much for I hanging know, out with uh, us. And sharing story. Pavel does all the work. Yeah. But he's gotta <laughs> go on the big take home is don't believe Kirk's boasting. He's a boaster. Whatever he says, he's boasting. But if anyone asks, he's the greatest captain ever because I really want to be something other than ancient sometime in this decade. 
right. Well, careful. There have been some instances of hanging around for quite a while. Oh, no. Poor Harry Kim. Uh, I hate it. Instance <laughs> for life. All right. Good talking to you, boys. I got a box with my name on it. I'm coming. I'm coming. Bye, Pavel. Take it easy, Pavel. Bye, Pavel. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, I just I love hearing Pavel's stories. Yeah, they're all. Really, what did I miss? You know, uh, we sent we sent uh, Pavel back to finish unloading the truck for you. Oh, good, good. I got so many boxes. That little Russian works like crazy. Uh, all those years in the boiler room, he's got really strong arms. You wouldn't mm-hmm. know it by looking at him, but oh yeah, you know he. I bet you he would have done better battling the Gorn. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got the he's got the sweat absorbent, uh, you know, toupee haircut thing going on. I mean, I you know he's yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna Shield get too him from slippery. the sun. It's very useful. Yeah. That's right. That's right. No. Well, Andy, so I think I think you might have another video for Pavel. <laughs> Maybe he needs that discussion about that Gorn. <laughs> that's very that, that, that Gorn is going to be complicated to get on video. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> that maybe I'll just yeah have him talking about it just like he did with you guys. That'll be the best way to do it. The Gorn puppetry is getting tougher and tougher. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy. Well, guys, you know what? It, it another Gorn-tastic episode has come and gone. Oh, Hard to believe fun. it, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I really yeah. like um these these Monday shows that are completely unscripted like this and we just kinda we don't know where we're going until we get there type of thing. I kinda like that. It's like getting yeah. in a car with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I, I have a good time on these on these kind of off the cuff shows. I, I like them. So anyways guys, we've been talking about the Gorn. Here tonight. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation. And I want to let you guys know that on Thursday night's Trek Talking, it's Pike meets Pike. Pike meets Kirk. Pike meets Romulan. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to be talking about the finale of Strange New Worlds, a, um, a quality of... Um, want to tune in on Thursday night for that. And next Monday, we have a special show for you guys. Jose Augusto Sendin is going to be with us. And who is he? He's the Brazilian voice actor who voices uh, Riker, Chakotay, and Ned Stark on the Game of Thrones. And he's going to be with us next Monday to talk about how you get into voice acting and how, how the whole thing works. So you guys want to tune in on Monday night for that. Please head over to our Facebook page, Trek Talk at that. Give us a like and give us a follow. And if you'd like to catch up on any of our past shows, you can find our new uh, page at, oh, God, Eric, what's our, fa- what's our address? Pa- um, for Facebook? Uh, yeah, no, for our, our website, pod. pod it's podpage.com backslash yeah. trek dash talking. Right, forward slash. That's right. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So you guys can check out all of our podcasts right there. And before we run out of time, I want to say thank you so much to our very own Anna for calling in from a nice cozy uh, uh, place in Portland. So thank you for hanging out with us, Anna. Thank you. I hope you learned a lot about the Gorn. 
And about Pavel Chekhov. I really have my mind blown by this program and the times being what they are and trying to connect with good, open-minded, tolerant people, inquisitive, intelligent. So I appreciate your welcoming atmosphere. Well, thank you. Thank you so much and have a great night. And uh, we have you. to say thank you, of course, to our very own Andy Bray. It's been a while, uh, but thank you for hanging out with us and, and having a gorgeous time on top of it. My pleasure. OMG, oh, my Gorn. I had a great time. <laughs> and and make sure you, when Chekhov gets done unloading that truck for you, make sure you pass our thank you on to him as well. Chekhov, thank you, thank you. <laughs> 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 he's, he's, probably, he's unloading that truck he can't hear. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still working. He's working. <laughs> And, of course, we want to say thank you to our very own David, the donut guy, for hanging out with us. Thank you, David. You're welcome. It was fun. It's always fun, isn't it? I think. And, of course, we got to say thank you so much to our very own Charles. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, Charles, and Trek Talking. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I think we got an entirely new canon for Gorn. Yes, I think, I think we I really did a good job on breaking this one down. I think we kicked the, the Gorn can around and came up with some good canon. You know, if the people at Paramount are listening to us, who knows? And, of course, mm-hmm. last but not least, back from his vacation, thank you so much for hanging out and Trek talking with us tonight, Eric. Absolutely, Jim. I had such a good time. And you know what? Uh, we're going to have to do this again sometime. Gorn, yeah. Gorn, Gorn, darn it, we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, and I'm your most excellent host, Uncle Jim, all alone up here in Vermont. But Andy's creeping closer. He's in Tennessee. And I want to tell all you guys to please uh, stay safe and be good to each other. Hailing frequencies are closed. Good night, everybody. Night, y'all. Good night. Live long and prosper. Good night. Good night. Let's see what's out there.